0: Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. Very excited to be here with you for another episode of the podcast. Today, we're doing a profit report. So, we're talking about our January profit. If you've missed the profit reports in the back uh, in the past, maybe go back. There we go. I got it. Go back and take a listen. I think I missed the month of December, but I did a November profit report, and I think that one had a lot of the background information that might help you understand what we're doing here and what the purpose of these profit reports are. So quick overview, though. The reason why I share these profit reports is because I'm very passionate about helping people build businesses that actually make profit, meaning businesses that can put money into your personal bank account. That's the goal at the end of the day. Otherwise, we would all just be running nonprofits. All right. So we want a business that gets us some profit. And my hope is that by sharing my own journey towards increasing my profit, reaching my revenue goals, talking about how I think about and plan for my own business expenses and personal expenses, that it will help bring these topics into context for yourself and that you can use it to kind of plan out your own journey. I also bring on guests occasionally to talk about these same types of things, but it's not always easy to ask people to come on and share all of their financial details. I know. So I do that myself, um, ideally on a monthly basis. That's our big goal here in 2022. So Let's get into this. I wanted to start by sharing with you some of my goals I had for the year. My um, one of the big tasks that we're working on, specifically me and my uh, like one of my virtual assistants who does a lot of my marketing stuff, is to book 25 PR spots per quarter. For me, a PR spot, um, I used I just kind of made up the term PR spot because that could encompass. Uh, Typically, that's doing guest podcasts. So going on other people's podcasts. It's also participating in various summits, participating in bundles. Um, I don't think I've written a guest blog post in a really long time, but I would count that as well, doing guest blog posts, really any contribution that gets me in front of other people's audiences. So 25 per quarter. And then uh, we're kind of really watching our podcast downloads this year. So we're focusing less on Instagram followers, less on you know, new followers, subscribers, all that kind of stuff. And we're really kind of doubling down on what's worked for us in the past. If I could tell you anything, give you any unsolicited advice today, it would be maybe stop focusing so much on all the things that you think you need to be doing and look at all the things that have really been working and just spend time, more time doing that. That's what I kind of realized I got away from last year I had a few really slow months. I talked about that on the proper report. I'd stopped doing a lot of the things that I think had brought me success in business. And then I got back to that and we're seeing a natural increase in really all key metrics. So that's what we're focusing on this year. PR spots, um, podcast downloads. And then as far as revenue, I have good, better, best goals of 200, 225 and 250. So if you're not familiar with the good, better, best goal concept. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, right? You set three different goals, kind of your minimum, your medium, and then where you would love to reach for if you really want to knock it out of the park. now these could be It could be a little bit of a stretch this past year. I only did about $100,000 in revenue. I say only for some people that might be a lot. For others, maybe not so much. But in context, I did 140 the year before that. So it was the first year in business I took a step back. That was due to a lot of reasons. Again, previous uh, previous profit reports, I dive into that more. But going uh, basically doubling this year from last year is a pretty big goal. Um, but doable in the context that in 2020, I think um, I did 140. So we'll see. With that breakdown, I want to make a minimum of $15,000 per month. So we'll kind of be talking about this through the profit reports. And specifically, I don't want you to get too hung up on the number. Like, I don't want you to hear me say my goal is 15000 and think that like you need to do that. It's just for me. This is the stepping stone for where I want to go, based on you know my student loans that I want to pay off, and like the things that I want to buy, and how expensive our mortgages in Southern California. Um, and all these numbers are very personal, right? They're very personal. So again, I'm using them as a means for you just to show how I think about my numbers, not necessarily what numbers you should be striving towards. And again, it's all a work in progress. I think I made. $30,000 in my first full year in business. So it's all um, just year by year progress. That's the goal. So $15,000 per month in revenue. So that's that would put me at 180. But I know that I'm going to have 180 for the year. But I know that Q4 tends to be my biggest quarter. So we'd kind of make up the difference in Q4. That's the way I'm picturing it. So $15,000 per month is my rough revenue goal. 70% profit is always my target. So how I look at my numbers. First kind of defined term for you is MRR. This is not something that you probably are going to be thinking about in a service-based business, but MRR means monthly recurring revenue. I have a goal to get my monthly recurring revenue up to about $15,000 to $20,000 per uh, month within the next couple of years. Right now, my MRR is at about $6,000. So that's people that are on monthly payment plans, right? So if you're a member, if you're listening to this, and you're a member of ProfitRx, the amount that you pay per month for my program goes into my MRR. That's why like now having a membership and payment plans because it helps give you an expectation of what your income is going to be. It helps you plan a little bit more. My goal is to keep my monthly expenses at 40% of my MRR. Um, this does not include my salary. So that's under $2,400 per month. And then just helps me, that helps me make sure that I'm always well within my limits, as far as my spending goes, that I'm not over committing myself so worst case scenario, um, I shoot for 60% profit and I have almost enough money to run my payroll. Maybe I got to like kind of scramble a little bit. Um, if I'm only, if I have no other income other than the MRR, I would need to scramble a little bit. Now there, I pretty much always have, you know, something else I can bank on, but this is the way I'm looking at my numbers, right? I never want my expenses to be so high that I can't cover them under like a worst case scenario type of month. So what does that look like for you? Um, Make sure you're not spending more than you should be. Every extra dollar I make in my business above the MRR is kind of like cherry on top. Most of that money is going to go straight to me as the owner, right? It's profit. But I do kind of mentally give myself an allowance to reinvest 20% of additional revenue into the business if I feel like I need to or if I want to, if I think that 20% is going to get me a good ROI. So this month, not to delay this for too long, you might be wondering, did you do it, Braden? Did you hit your goal for January? I did. I was very excited. And then month of January, my revenue was $15,700. So I was $700 above my goal. Actually, pretty close percentage wise. Um, so that was very exciting. Again, I said 20% of... Above six thousand dollars is my budget for extra expenses. So I made, let's say, nine thousand over six thousand, right? So fifteen thousand minus six is nine thousand was the extra. So twenty percent of that was my budget for increased expenditures, which was eighteen hundred dollars. And I ended up spending about fourteen hundred dollars more in January than I would in um, in a typical month. Or I shouldn't even say in a typical month because the goal is that I'm always going over. Uh, The $6,000 mark, I have extra money to spend, but I spent $1,400 more than my monthly recurring expenses is probably the best way to phrase that. Hopefully that makes sense. I spent this on ads, a copywriter, and a new microphone setup. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the microphone now tell you about the other things in a little bit. Um, this is something I've talked about on the podcast in the past. When I did my profit reports, I shared about it on a few master classes that I did and some Instagram posts about how, when I started really tracking my profit, one of the things I wanted to buy around that point in time was a new microphone. I never really liked mine. I didn't think it sounded great. Maybe you can hear the difference. I don't know. Let me know. Go listen to last profit report and then listen to this one and tell me if the audio quality is better. I hope. I hope so because this microphone setup cost me about $800. And in the past, I probably would have just bought it um, because I had the money in my business bank account, right? You have the money sitting there. You can just buy the thing if you really want it. But then I started really focusing on, all right, well, what's my profit margin this month? How much should I be paying myself personally? If I can't pay myself the amount that I want personally and still buy the microphone, then I'm not going to buy it. And that was like a year and a half ago. So I probably could have bought this sooner, but uh, each time I had additional profit, I prioritized it on other projects like hiring a graphic designer, um, doing brand photography, certain services I thought would, that would get me a quicker ROI. So good audio is great, but I'm not anticipating many of you will listen to this podcast and say, you know what? Braden sounds really good today. I'm going to go buy his things probably not going to happen, but it does make a slightly more professional impression, I think, in the long run, especially for people who don't know you very well. So that's the way I think about some of my expenses. Um, The extra money I had in the business in January went towards my business credit card, something I talked about on the last profit report. Again, uh, I had several slow months last year. I kind of let myself rack up some business credit card debt, knowing that I would be launching a new program in the fall. got most of that paid down. My balance is now around $800. I should have that paid off by the end of this month, which is great. As again, one of my goals this year is to get a new car. And I got to get my got to get my got to work on my credit score. It's been a struggle since law school. Let me tell you, if you have kids, Do not let them get a credit card when they are a freshman in college. Not that you can really control that, but I've been climbing uphill since then, it seems like. That's my story. Again, I think I've shared about that in the past as well. So if this same trend continues, like I'm hoping to, again, goal is to make $15,000 a month in my business this year. My recurring expenses are between $2,000 and $2,500. It'll give me a little extra money each month to work with after I pay my salary. And my plan is to build out both a business savings and a slush fund. So these are two they're two different things really. Business savings is to cover emergencies. So what happens if oh, I have a month where I only make $4,000 and I need extra money to potentially pay people that I've hired or to pay myself because I'm an S corp, I have to run my salary. That's what the business savings is for. I like to build up about 6 months of business expenses so, you know, 2,000 times six would be $12,000. So probably a little bit more than that. 15,000 would be the goal. But I'd also like to build a slush fund. And this is a concept I got from Claire. If you have listened to my podcast episode with uh, Claire Pelletro, it was a great episode. Um, she does a pod, her podcast is called the Get Paid Podcast, highly recommend. But Claire talks about how she has a slush fund and she encourages people to get one as well. And it's really just kind of... Like if you have a personal bank account where you're just saving money for a vacation, it's not emergency savings, you're saving it to spend it. Like that's the difference, I guess, is with a slush fund, you're saving the money with the intention that you're going to spend it once you get the amount of money that you need. And I would like to do that so that if, you know, um, like a group coaching program comes around that I really want to join, I could do that. If I get invited to a business retreat, that's going to cost me a few thousand dollars, I could do that really these kind of big ticket expenses that you want to join on a whim. It's a luxury, I think, but it's nice to have a slush fund in order to do that. So that way there's no guilt when you join, maybe you are walking in the mall, you're walking in the mall one day and you walk by the Apple store and you're like that iMac looks really nice. I've been wanting a new A new computer for a long time. Maybe you don't buy it on a whim, but you sit on it for a day and you think, you know what? That is what I want to spend my slush fund money on. So you buy it, you spend a few more months to build your slush fund back up, and you're not going to make any extravagant business purchases until you have that in there. So that's the slush fund. I would like to get um, both of those built out um, by the end of the year, would be great. We'll see. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. But I also have to balance that with personal savings. And this is something I was thinking about when I was outlining this podcast episode. Like if I want to build out a bigger emergency fund for my personal expenses, which one would I want to focus on first? Business savings, personal savings. And for me, I decided I wanted to focus on business savings. There's a few reasons why. I'm not telling you this is the correct answer. telling you this is the way I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'll do a post in the Facebook group and see what other people's thoughts are. But, my biggest priority is I want to be able to pay myself and run salary. So if I have bad business months, then I want to have money saved that I can so that I can continue to pay my own salary for several months through savings. And then if I'm paying myself a salary, I should have the income that I need on the personal side to pay for things. Now that doesn't totally prevent, you know, like a car breakdown from happening, and maybe my salary is not going to be able to cover that. That's where the personal savings comes into play. Um, so I definitely need to build that up too. But the business savings is my priority right now. So a little bit of information on what I've done this past month, where I want to go. I thought I would also share the revenue breakdown. From January. So if you're curious, like Braden, how did you hit your $15,000 goal? This is how. So $5,800 came from ProfitRx. So that's a little bit more than a third, probably, you know, like 35%. Um, $6,500 is probably about 40% came from the contract vault. So if you've been tuning in the last several episodes, you know that I created my contract vault in the month of January. I launched it We sold like 200 of them, I think that week, which was incredible. Or I think no 150. We sold 150 within the week that it launched. And then it looks like another 67 in like the two weeks after that. So that exceeded all of my expectations from a $30 product. That was pretty incredible, to be honest. Um, People are still buying that. Uh, If you have any friends that need some contracts, tell them to go grab the contract vault. It's kind of a no-brainer offer, which is probably why we've sold so many of them. So Contract Vault brought in about 40% of the revenue. And then what I'm doing... Oh, and then we had other sales of about $400. So kind of some miscellaneous smaller things that I sell on my website. I don't really promote them. People just land on them from SEO, that kind of stuff. So that left us uh, around $12,500. In my mind we were on track to get to around twelve dollars to $13,000 by the end of the month. So what I did was around the 20th of January, I put out some offers to do VIP days with me. So you might know that I do fairly limited one-on-one work at this point in time. I've offered a tax in a day service in the past, an LLC service in a day. I kind of put feelers out there for those. But then I also thought, you know, let's do an S-Corp in a day because now is the ideal time of year to get your S-Corp rolling if you want to do that. Um, That was a $1,500 offer and I ended up booking two of those. So that was $3,000 that got me past my revenue target for the month. And this is something that I am planning on doing this year is I have my revenue target in mind each month. And then I'm going to wait until, you know, I'm going to do all the things that I'm planning on doing, right? So I have a lot of different launches planned this year, different promotions, those sorts of things. But then if I'm not right on track for my revenue target with about a week left in the month, then I'm going to put out some offers to do some one-on-one work. Maybe I will do a webinar for someone else's audience, run a special promotion. And that's how I'll kind of try to meet my goal. Because I think what's I've done in the past is I've set launch goals, right? So I wanted to launch a program. I wanted to make X amount of money in order to do X, Y, or Z, but I missed it. So I just kind of, you know, said, oh, I didn't make it. I'll try again next month. And I wasn't really, I don't think I was scrappy enough. Like I was earlier in my business. And this is, this is kind of a careful, like a slippery slope. We got to be kind of careful about, right? Because if we're constantly obsessing about our revenue, that can be a little bit unhealthy, right? Um, It also, maybe it doesn't put you in a great mindset, but we have to balance that with the fact that we are the CEO of our own business and we're in business to make money. And, you know, we need to do things with that money. We want to do stuff with that money. And it's not always like, I'm going to go, like I have an ambition to like buy a yacht or a Ferrari or do anything super extravagant. But, you know, I want to start a retirement savings account and I want to, you know, take a vacation, like a nice vacation with my significant other once a year got to have money for those sorts of things. And I guess my takeaway for this, or at least what I'm doing is rather than thinking about just this like annual goal, it's more of what's my annual goal and how do I break that into quarterly and monthly goals? And then really focusing on what I need to do each and every month to hit that monthly goal, right? I think this is really common and corporate, if you've ever worked retail like I have, you have very specific sales goals. And it's because all those goals add up to form the big picture that the company is striving after. So taking that same kind of thought process into my business is my focus this year. So with that, I'm doing these kind of pushes at the end of the month to reach my targets if I need to. So I share this because I actually shared this in an email. Um, I think when it comes to one-on-one work, I kind of have this beef with telling people, because um, I've done it in the past. I don't always like feel great about it, but usually it's, it, de- it all depends how you frame it, right? So saying I have five spots for this thing. it's like, well, do you actually only have five spots because you could take more if you want to. But at the end of the day, if you only want to take five spots, that's your uh, prerogative to do so. So now I've just started telling people um, or, and I'm letting you know right now that when it comes to one-on-one work, it's going to be based on, a, my availability, but B, like how much I want to make that much that month or how much I need to make that month. Because I don't want to do a lot of one-on-one work, but if I can do a couple of VIP days and hit the target and people get a really fabulous service out of that, they get quick results, then it's a win-win-win all the way around the board. But my one-on-one work will be limited to um, the times in which I want to do that. In other months, I might do uh, a different kind of promotion. I also am cognizant of the fact that you all don't want to be sold to on a da- on a daily basis. I get that. So sometimes you might not receive you might not receive all of my promotions, and that's because I might be promoting something to a very small segment of my email list. Um, but also, when I'm promoting, and this is something you can keep in mind for your own audiences as well, I never try to give like a select group of people like a very special offer that other people haven't gotten. Right, so. What I did a few months ago was I promoted a VIP day um, to people who'd been on my email list for 30 days or fewer, just to that select audience. The rationale being that I promoted limited VIP days like two months before that to my general email list. So people got the opportunity to work with me then. So this time I would open it up just to people who joined my email list since then for the same offer. That way you don't get inundated with sales emails. They get the same offer. All kind of makes sense, so I'm kind of rambling now, but this is like a day in, uh, uh, it's like 30 minutes inside of Braden's head, and you know what it's like to be me on a daily basis now. So that was the revenue breakdown for January. My expenses for the month were around $3,500, which was fantastic because that gave me a profit margin of 78%. Great. My extra expenses this month, I mentioned earlier, $800-ish for my new microphone setup because that included the microphone, the stand, all the little extra tech stuff that I needed. I spent about $300 on ads because I decided I wanted to start running ads to the contract vault. I think I have two sales so far, so I'm spending $150 to get a a $30 sale. Not great metric-wise, but also many of you have maybe seen my ad. I'm hoping that when you see my ad, you're like, oh yeah, I I need to buy that thing. Or, oh yeah, I did buy that thing. I need to recommend it to other people. So I'm talking to my ad friends about whether I want to keep running that, dial in the messaging, spend more, spend less, test out new copy, lots and stuff goes into ads. And then I also hired a new copywriter in the month of January, and I spent a few hundred dollars on test projects. That could probably be a separate podcast episode. But what I did was I had posted uh, an outreach post in a Facebook group looking for a copywriter. Lots of people messaged me sample work. I picked five people to do a test project and I paid them all their requested hourly rate in order to complete that project for me. Uh, and then I chose the work product that I liked the best. And I hired that person to do ongoing copywriting work from me for me. So that was a little bit of extra money as well. And those extra expenses, again, added up to a little less than 20% of the increased revenue that I had. I'm going to have to find a better way to explain that, but I think you're all probably with me. My goals in February. I thought it'd be fun if I share with you how I'm going to try to hit my revenue goals in February. And then when I do my February profit report, we can check in and see how I did. Hopefully, I don't fall embarrassingly short, but we'll see what happens. Profit ProfitRx um, should generate at least $5,800. Again, um, I'm hoping for about $6,000, we should have a few new members because we welcome new people into the program every single month. Check it out if you're not already a member. Lots of great stuff in there. Uh, we have a goal to sell um, 50 more contract vaults, or I should say just to have 50 more sales. That should be relatively doable because I'm recording this on Monday, the 7th. And I think we're at about 15 to 20 sales so far. So we're on track for the contract vault. Um, I also did a paid speaking engagement this month. Um, So that'll be another several hundred dollars to get me closer to my sales goal. And then we will be launching the tax season playbook this coming Monday. So on Valentine's Day, the tax season playbook will be rolling out along with my promotion of the Profitable Pro Bundle for all of you wedding folks. So stay tuned for that. The playbook, I talked all about it on last week's episode. You can go tune in. But it's going to be, it's it's really a course. I'm calling it a challenge or a course, but it's going to be a three-week mini course to help you conquer your tax season. It'll be $50. Um, I really kind of struggled on the price point, but I really w- I wanted it to be very, very accessible for newer business owners. So my goal is to have 100 of you join the playbook. That would be amazing. It would be a really solid group of people. We'll see. We'll see how the promotion goes. I have no idea. This is the fun thing. This is the fun thing about revenue projections is that especially when you're launching something new at a new price point, you have no idea. For all I know, some of you listening, most of you listening could say, no, thank you. I have no interest. Or all of you that are listening could be like, that sounds amazing. Please give me the link. I'm ready to buy it. So we'll see. I set a goal, like I said, to have hundred of you join, which would be $5,000 in revenue for me. And that would put us at um, about $13,000 in revenue. Now, I also have already spoke with one person who wanted to book an S Corp in a day in January. We didn't get it booked. So I think she's going to book in February and that would put me just a couple hundred dollars short of my revenue goal in February. So I'll do the same thing I did in January. If around the, around the 20th, we'll see how our playbook sales are going. If we um, are not kind of reaching our projected targets, then I might offer a couple more VIP days. I might promote something else. We'll see what happens, but that's, that's where we're headed this month again, let me know if you enjoy these profit reports. Sometimes I feel like um, I'm just journaling out loud because these, these are the things I journal on in my business notebook. So I, I kind of think to myself, are these helpful? Do people listen to them? So let me know. Post in the Facebook group, Braden's Besties, and tell me uh, if you've gotten anything out of it. DM me on Instagram at Drake. To let me know if you enjoy the proper report. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, happy to hear those as well. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to help us get closer to our monthly podcast download goal, I would love for you to share the podcast on your social media. So give me a tag on Instagram at Braden Adam Drake, share a takeaway that you've learned from the podcast, why you like it, We would absolutely love that. And of course, please make sure that you're subscribed so you can get the episodes that drop every Thursday in your podcast app. So that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. I wish you the best. And I can't wait to be back with you next Thursday. Have a good one.